on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light. Shaq's back, baby! Woo! Welcome to another episode of This Is Game Boy Light. I am your host, Belphic Gaming. Oh, you guys are probably like, um, Moolah and Sprinty Legs, what happened to E-Bloody Candy, aka EBC, on This Is Game Boy Podcast? I really liked hearing his voice. Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, I uh, tied cinder blocks to the, to the feet of E-Bloody Candy and threw them in a river. Um, but on a more serious note, I, uh... I've been wanting to rebrand for a long time, so uh, there's a lengthy video about it on the internet, probably on Twitch, possibly YouTube by now, basically going over why I rebranded, how long I've been thinking about rebranding, but please, like, if you see me at conventions, you're still going to hear Mo and Lakes probably call me EBC. Um, If you see me at conventions, go ahead and call me EBC. If you start to, like, say E-Bloody and then correct yourself to Belthick, it... Just call me the Bloody Candy or Bloody Candy UBC, whatever. Belfy Gaming is basically just a rebrand of my online persona to help appear a little bit more professional with my uh, gaming reviews, journalisms, etc. Uh, I hope, anyway, it's 2019. I hope you all have had a fantastic 2019 so far. All, you know, however many days have passed when this, when this episode comes out. Uh, I'm not very good at when episode releases are because typically Mo and Legs do that for me because I am just the laziest person in the world. Uh, hence why everything still says eat bloody candy across the board. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys had an, an enjoyable holidays. Uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa, I don't know when Kwanzaa is, so I apologize. Uh, whatever thing that you celebrate from the last time we've talked till now. Uh, I hope it's I hope it's been fantastic. Hope we all have safe travels, easy travels. Uh, t- weather didn't seem too terribly bad, at least up here in Minnesota. So, yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about the plethora of Shack that we have available to us on multiple systems, uh, the versioning differences between them, and how well it was received by the media. Stay tuned. Did you know? Shaq was an actor, an athlete, musician, and the best video game character that came to the retro age. Shaq was born in March of 1972 in New Jersey and would eventually go to LSU and was named College Player of the Year in 1991. 1991 and 1992, he was was named First Team All-American. But however, in 1992, Shaq decided to drop out of college, which was his junior year, and pursue a career in the NBA. From there, his shooting percentage, uh, his rookie year would finish him in the top 10 of the NBA, standing at 7 feet tall and 315 pounds. This man couldn't be stopped at all. However, veteran NBA stars would soon figure out fouling him is the best approach because Shaq just could not hit a free throw if he tried. Um, we all know how his career progressed from there. Shaq would become player of the week in his first week in the league. What a God. And then in 96, he would sign a $120 million deal with the Lakers and team up with our boy Kobe. 
and then from there he'll be bounced. He would be bouncing around a couple of teams until he announces his retirement in 2011. All right, and welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so let's get talking about some Shaq Fu, shall we? Uh, so this game came out on five different platforms. Um, the most known, Genesis and Super Nintendo. Uh, those two those two systems would get Shaq Fu in 1994. Um, and then the Game Gear, the Game Boy, and the Amiga would come out in 1995. Fun fact about this game, though. Shaq Fu never came out in Japan. Figure that one out. The game came out in Europe for the Genesis, the Super Nintendo, and the Amiga. Europe never got a hand uh, never got a Game Gear or a Game Boy version of this game. You guys missed out. And North America would get everything except for the Amiga. Um from what I know about the Amiga version, the Amiga version is the only copy of Shaq Fu I don't own. Um but from what I know of it, it's like six discs <laughs> to play it, which is fantastic. Oh, it makes me so happy. But let's talk about the versioning difference between the games before we super dive into the Game Boy version. Um, the Genesis version is considered the superior Shaq Fu version purely because it has more fighters to choose from. It has an exclusive fighter to choose from. It has more stages um, than the Super Nintendo version, thus making the story mode for the Genesis version actually a bit longer the difference is that with the SNES version, you you can get a couple of the stages unlocked via a cheat code, but uh, everything is pretty much already open in the Genesis version. Um, the Game Boy version would have the same characters as the SNES version, but the Game Gear version got the shaft pretty hard. Um, the Game Gear version would only get six characters, and... Um, both the Game Boy and the Game Gear version would lack a tournament mode in in-game voices. Which, you know, in-game voices for Game Boy and Game Gear, I kind of get it. Like, I'm actually surprised whenever I hear, like, some sort of in-game audible that sounds like a voice. I'm like, oh, wow, there's in-game voice in this game. You know, I was like, oh, watch out. We're getting crazy. Um... Both the Genesis and the SNES version game um, had a hidden button that would basically open up the blood code. Uh, basically, if you remember Mortal Kombat from the Super Nintendo era, uh, I think it was Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 where uh, the game was deemed so violent that by default they turned off the blood and you had to go and put in a cheat code or go into the options and turn on gore. Uh, same, Basically, same concept. Blood effects were subdued and minor, which kept the game to its uh, mature 13 or MA13 uh, rating, which in today's modern world, the ESRB would consider that a T. When it comes to Peggy, I'm assuming that would be like a Peggy 13, if that's, if that's a thing, Peggy 16, whatever. Um, however, the blood code gave access to finishing moves within the game that were triggered by striking the opponent in a certain way to end a match. Think of it like a fatality. Um, like I said, this is only for the Genesis and Super Nintendo version. The Game Boy, the Game Gear, and the Amiga version would not have these, uh, quote-unquote features to the game. 
Um, so the, the finishing moves were not as gory as, say, Mortal Kombat. You know, you have Scorpion ripping some guy's head off and then lighting it on fire. Sub-Zero freezing a dude and then punching him and shattering him into a million pieces. Uh, you don't have those types of, like, you know, finishers when it comes to Shaq-Fu. Uh, however, Set-Ra, one of the opponents that you fight, when you strike him with a high attack towards his head, he would drop to his knees and his head would catch on fire. And then his body would dissolve. Um, Beast, when struck in a certain way, would have his skin dissolve away, revealing a skeleton which crumbled to the ground. Think of uh, Dragon's Lair. Before the NES, whenever you got hit, your skin disappeared and you crumbled to the ground. Kind of the same effect. Um, Mephis, when struck in a mid-range attack, would shatter into, a, into ghost shards. Uh, Voodoo, when struck in a certain way, would fade into smoke. Uh, just leaving clothes on the ground. Um, basically, he was a Jedi. And then the Genesis exclusive character, Arak, would turn to stone and explode if struck in the mid-range. That's when, that one's probably the most similar to the Sub-Zero freezing and shattering. However, there's no blood, there's no bones, there's nothing crazy at all. Um, so, diving more into the Game Boy version, since, you know, this is a Game Boy podcast, we have to talk about the superior system over everything else. The Game Boy has seven characters to choose from, so that means you have seven, six or seven fights. No, you have six fights in the quote-unquote story mode of the Game Boy. Um, so you have six opponents, and it's a best-of-three system, so you have to win two matches to progress through the game. Uh, once you have, once you have beaten an opponent uh, two times, Shaq comes in with the finger of doom. Um, you know, if you've ever watched basketball, NBA basketball, and you, and a person dunks over somebody, you know how they put out that finger and wave it and wave it in a no fashion, like oh you didn't, you know, or oh you better watch out type deal. Basically, Shaq is doing that to his opponents that he just beat. Uh, kind of putting some shame and some humi- humiliation on them. Uh, once you've once you've beaten all six opponents, uh, you get a you probably get the best end screen known to man, and it's Shaq wearing a basketball jersey that says Shaq with his arms up really high. So if you've ever watched uh, the Olympics, like the hundred meter dash or whatever. And someone crosses the finish line first. They have like their arms up in the air, like "Oh yeah!" Or like if you watch like a, a marathon, and the person that crosses the finish line have their hands up in the air, like "Oh yeah!" Uh, basically, Shaq is doing that, and it says "Victory" on top of the screen, and then it just goes back to the title card of the game. There's no credits at the end of the game at all. The act- actually, the only time you get to see credits in this game is when you first launch the game. When you first boot up Shaq Fu, you cannot skip the title card. You cannot skip the credits. You can't skip anything. You have to let the entire title sequence play through. Obnoxiously awesome. Um, so, with that said, um, I, I like I said, I own them all except for the Amiga version. I've I've played them all. Not necessarily I've beaten them, but I've played them all. Um, the Game Boy version is pretty rough around the edges um the graphically you're just like oh but belphic the graphics for game boy aren't you know no i don't want to hear it all right i've played plenty plenty 
of Game Boy games, especially Game Boy fighting games, that have had some pretty darn good graphics to them. Um, I will say this, though. Shaq Fu's lag is one of the... is It's almost non-existent, honestly. Um, you look at the game, you're just like, oh, that game looks awful. It's black and white, or it's some weird, you know, tan red color. Um, it is Super Game Boy Enhanced, but the color scheme from the Super Game Boy Enhanced really doesn't save face to the game at all. Um, but the fluidity of the movement and everything is actually quite good. If if you've played Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter on Game Boy, you're just like, oh, this is bad. But if you played something like Battle Arena Toshiden, um, or um, the heck is it called? Um, King of Fighters 95, I think it is. Like that, you know, those are two spectrums of the fighting fighting genre, in my opinion, for Game Boy. Shaq Fu falls middle to closer to Battle or to um, Battle Arena Toshiden when it comes to lag management. There isn't much lag in Shaq Fu at all. Um, at least not when you're speedrunning it, anyway. <laughs> um, but even my, in my blind playthrough, I don't think I encountered much, if any, lag at all to begin with. There are different difficulties you can choose from with Shaq Fu. I think it was easy, normal, hard, or normal, hard. Uh, I've beaten the game on, on all the difficulties. And honestly, the difficulty meter, I, I just can't tell the difference. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a god Shaq Fu gamer or if it's because like the game itself doesn't actually get harder <laughs> at all. But like I mentioned before, Shaq, you know, Shaq Fu Game Boy had a story mode. You play through and beat six opponents, best of three, get a victory screen at the end once you beat it. Um, blind, I think the game took me about ten minutes blind. I, I kid you not. Um, I used to speedrun this game fairly regularly. I've ran it in a few marathons even. Um, and I think my time is like a four minute and 24 second run, which I think is like fourth or fifth on the leaderboard. Um so like it's it's a it's a it's a very short game, much shorter than the Super Nintendo and Genesis version, and that's you know you're going to have that especially with Game Boy. A lot of times ports from the SNES Genesis to Game Gear Game Boy, those ports are going to be a lot shorter than you know the TV console counterpart. Uh, I actually don't know how long the Amiga version is though. Um, so there's another option you can play on the Game Boy version as well, which is kind of like the verse mode. Um, I said there's no tournament mode in the Game Boy and Game Gear version, which is true. There is no real tournament mode. There is, however, a verse mode. And the verse mode allows you to play as other characters in the game. So you could play as Setra or Beast or Mephis against Shaq, you know, itself, where Shaq is played by the AI. Uh, outside of that, it's that's about it with the Game Boy version, honestly. Uh, there's no in-game voices. The music is pretty lackluster um the graphics are so good um basically they're, they're just a bunch of blobs you can make out that they're human shape but that's about it the fights themselves are extremely easy i would say the only hard the only two hard fights you may encounter in the game boy version is the Third or fourth to last boss, where she this um, 
this character turns into like a cat or whatever and kind of like dives across the screen. Uh, it's not so much that the character, the, the opponent is hard. It's that it's hard to hit the opponent because they're so fast. Um, and then the final fight, sometimes the, um, the, the final opponent can outreach Shaq in terms of punching and, and kicking capability. Uh, so if the opponent does get a little bit out of range and you're not comfortable in fighting games, you have a little bit of trouble there just purely because of reach issues. But for the most part, um, the way that the speedrun works for this game, for Game Boy in a way, is you basically run at them and you do a bunch of leg sweeps. Uh, leg sweeping does the most damage in the Game Boy version. It's like three or four leg sweeps and the opponent is done. It's insane. Just like with uh, Genesis, I believe it's high kick. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, there is no overworld map, so if you've ever played the SNES version, you know how you have to move Shaq from point A to point B. There's none of that in the Game Boy. You go from fight to fight to fight until you're done. Um, so we should talk about... Let's talk about the, product, the, the, the publishers, the developers, and everything of this game. Because it's actually... It's, it, it's, it's kind of unique and kind of cool to see, like how many different companies have their hands in this game. Um, we'll start off right off the bat with the with the big hitters. Um, Delphine Software International and EA Electronic Arts, for those that don't know what EA is. Um, obviously, this game is going to be a EA-published game. It's Shaq, you know, it's Shaquille O'Neal. Let's just be fair on that. But Delphine and EA would be... Well, Delphine would be the ones to develop the... Genesis and the Super Nintendo version of the game, while uh, Tiertex would develop the Game Gear version. And the reason I'm talking about those two developers first, because EA would go on to publish the Genesis, the US SNES, not all the SNESs, just the American SNES game, just the American SNES and the Game Gear. Um, I don't know if it's because... EA didn't want to be associated with Game Boy, which doesn't make sense because they have Madden and a few other sports games associated with on there, or or what it is. But um, unexpected development, <laughs> what a name for a development company. Uh, yeah, I unexpectedly had to develop Shaq Fu for the Game Boy. Um, unexpected development would create... Shaq Fu for the Game Boy, and I honestly couldn't find much about Unexpected Development. The reason I'm not going to go into detail about Delphine and Tiertex is because I have a very strong feeling that in our mainline, uh, this is Game Boy podcast episodes with Moolah and I, we're going to be entering those developers later on. I, I know for sure Tiertex. So, uh, but I couldn't find much about Unexpected Development. And Black Pearl Software would be the ones to publish the Game Boy version, and then you have the Dome. You have the Dome Software Developments, which are the people that developed for the Amiga. Ocean Software, Ocean. That's right, Ocean. Um, would publish the European SNES game and the Amiga. So kind of interesting. You have like six different companies dealing with developing and publishing there. For all sorts of different platforms for this game. So it's no wonder that the versioning between each game is just so vastly different. Um, 
like I've played the Game Gear version. I own the Game Gear version. I've played the Game Boy version. I've obviously have beaten the Game Boy version. And they're they're actually like they're the same, but they're different at the same time. Probably more so because they've had different developers and different publishers. It's it's really interesting to play this too. I really I really want to get the an Amiga version of Shaq Fu and play it just to see how different it is compared to the other uh, four systems, you know, that it's on. But, you know, more more so going into the designer, um, Paul, I'm going to butcher his last name and I apologize, Paul Quisette, I believe it's Paul Quisette. Uh, he is a French game designer. Um, and he was the lead designer of Delphine Software. And he is the designer of what is now uh, the uh, world, rec- gen- uh, uh, world record uh, best-selling French game called Flashback, which I've I've never played it, nor have I ever heard of it. So I I kind of wanna I kind of wanna look um I kind of wanna play it just to see like why it was a bestseller, if it's good, if it's pretty hype. Um, but other than that, like he he did a lot of games, but there were a lot of French games. Like the one that was the most notable was Shaq Fu. Uh, he did a lot of European development, which, as an American, I'm not going to see, uh, which is really unfortunate. Um, however, his composer, Raphael Gesquois, uh, he works with uh, Paul on Flashback and would continue to collaborate with him throughout his career. Um, Raphael is actually still composing music to this day, whether it's for uh, film, um albums like so like a discography and he still does music for video games his most recent being uh Taki or Toki for the for the Nintendo Switch uh some big names that you may know of from Raphael if you are European you may know Flashback I personally just do not uh Mr. Nuts and obviously Shaq Fu uh but this person has done a pl- just a plethora to so many other games for other systems not as superior as the Game Boy. Um, so let's dive into let's dive into some reception here before we uh get get into the, the closing of it all. So reception for Shaq Fu is kind of interesting. Uh there was a planned sequel for Shaq Fu, believe it or not. In nineteen ninety five, Delphi Software um had plans to develop a sequel for Shaq Fu, uh, it was just going to be called Shaq Fu 2. Uh, it was initially going to be released for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo during late 1995 and early 1996. However, the project was canceled due to the mixed reception um, of Shaq Fu through, through the years to follow. Um, concept art of five new characters, um, stage design, etc. have have surfaced on the internet there are there are quote unquote leaked um images of of the original concept art online for Shaq Fu uh 2 I'm not talking a legend reborn I'm talking Shaq Fu 2 for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis that was never released or never really even started for that matter but uh, the Shaq Fu reviews are, are they're, they're very mixed. They're they're very much all over the place. Some people adored the game, and some people absolutely hated the game. I'm a person that adores the game, 
to be fair. I'm a big fan of Shaq. So, Shaq, if you're listening to this, if not getting to GDQ, you can be on my couch. Um, let's see here. So, GamePro uh, gave the SNES version a very positive review, saying that the unusual small size of the sprites is balanced off by the incredibly fast game speed. I agree. Um, they also praised the ultra-sharp controls and impressive digitalized graphics. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. I understand it's a Super Nintendo, and there's a there's a you know everyone's like oh ah uh, new shiny things, but I wouldn't go as far to say that the graphics were impressive. Uh, they were they were mediocre. They were fairly a- average. Um, the controls, if you've played Shaq Fu for a long time, your thumb will hurt. Um, the controls are good, but it's just like any arcade fighter where you have to do just a stupid combination with the D-pad to make something happen, and it hurts your thumbs over time. Um, The review for the Genesis version as the superior version of the Super Nintendo due to its additional characters and improved controls, I will agree with this. The Genesis controller, so I don't like the Super Nintendo controller. I am am the minority in this. I, I understand that, but I hate the Super Nintendo controller. Um, playing Shaq Fu on the Genesis, the D-pad rocks and feels so much better when it comes to this fighting game, um, that I would say the controls for Shaq Fu Genesis are, are the best controls for that game. Um, if you are going to play Shaq Fu on something other than Game Boy, do yourself a favor and play it on the Sega Genesis. I don't say that very often. I am not a Sega fan at all. I I, I grew up in the 90s. I grew up during the Nintendo versus Sega war, and I am very much a Nintendo fanboy. So me saying, go play this on the Sega Genesis is, is kind of hard to say. But do yourself a favor. Play it for the Sega Genesis. Uh, it's longer. Honestly, graphically, it looks better. The sound is about the same, but the controls are so much better. Uh, I feel like the controller is actually a little bit better than the SNES controller as well, in a way. So it concluded that the game is... Fun once you get used to the small, fast sprites. Um, it's not so much you have to get used to the the small, the small, fast sprites. It's you have to get used to. It's not even getting used to. You have to know what the button combinations are for your attacks. Um, it's not so much. Oh, they're so fast! I can't hit them. It's it's not that. It's. I don't know what button combination I need to do for a lake sweep. I don't know what button combination I need I need to do to shoot a fireball. I don't need I don't know the button combinations because there's no move list. So it's it's one of those types of it's not so much getting used to the sprites, it's getting used to the move list. Um one of the multiple reviews at Electronic Gaming Monthly scored it a six out of ten. That's a pretty that's that's above average. Um, and another gave it a 4 out of 10. Failing, but, you know, not a 0. Uh, it received a grade of D. That's passing, you know, if you're in America. Uh, from Entertainment Weekly. Game Masters gave the Genesis and SNES versions 81 and 83% respectively. And Mean, Machine Se- and Mean Machine's Sega Magazine gave the Genesis version a 79%. So the the perception I get from reading these reviews... For Shaq Fu is that a lot of people adored the SNES and Genesis version, and everyone hated the handheld versions. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that here now. Um, 
Game Pro would also do a review on the Game Boy release, saying that it dumbs down the gameplay and loses so much graphical detail that the characters are unrecognizable and the music is far too pervasive. And I would 100% agree with Game Pro. Um, and there is reasons, right? There are hardware limitations to the Game Boy. The Game Boy is not going to have a one-for-one -one sprite count to the Super Nintendo, uh, as with the music. However, could they have done better? Have they have could they have made a better port to the Game Boy? Absolutely. Uh, would I say it's a bad port to the Game Boy? No, it's a pretty mediocre and a fairly average port from the Super Nintendo to the Game Boy. Um, it does it does lose a lot of its love though. Um, a lot of people, at least for me, growing up, I remember playing Shaq Fu growing up with friends. Um, our favorite thing to do was the tournament mode. We loved playing tournament mode because it was a quick way to to, to plow through all the opponents in the game. Uh, story mode, like I said, you had to travel from point A to point B, and this and that, whatever. Tournament mode, you you pretty much get thrown into the the fray immediately. Tournament mode was our most popular play between me and my friends, uh, and that is missing in the Game Boy version. Uh, retrospective criticisms of the game has been generally negative. Um, game trailers rated it f rated it number four, worst in the top ten best and worst video games. Um, so. The fact that I made top five worse is pretty good in my opinion. That should be an award. Um, in response to the negative feedback to the game, Levi Bushinen from IGN, I, I don't follow game review people, I'm my own critic, stated it was undeserved as a result of collective exaggerations. And in 1997, Nintendo Pattern, Nintendo Power had 12 staff members vote in a list for the top 100 games of all time. And this list included a 10 worst games of all time voted by the staff, which placed Shaq Fu at third worst on their list. That's a bronze medal. The article stated that it was not possible to come up with a worse idea than this. Um, I, I just see, like, I understand. So here's my take on the whole negative reception of the game. Okay. What were people expecting, right? It's Shaq, it's Shaquille O'Neal in, in, a, in a fighter game, in a kung fu game. It's not the only idea of this. Like, there is a full house fighting game. You know, there's the Simpsons fighting game. There's a bunch of them similar to this. And honestly, I would say they're worse than Shaq Fu. Um, I think the reason that the media has such a negative recent media i'm saying recent as in 2000 to now um has such a negative reception of the game is for a few reasons um if you remember angry video game nerds christmas episode i don't remember which season it was in i apologize um he has shaq fu in, in one of his episodes as one of his christmas flashbacks um it was the christmas episode where he goes through um um, was it the three ghosts or Christmas or whatever it is? I don't, I'm not a Christmas person. So, but in one of them, in one of his flashbacks, he's playing Shaq Fu and he's kind of, kind of, kind of taking a poop on Shaq Fu. And I think a lot of negative criticisms come because of reviewers like that. Like I understand AVGN, James Roth is, you know, an online persona. Um, 
and I I do agree with most things he 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 says about about games, um, but I think that the common perception for the public who don't play retro games actively like a lot of us do or um for the sake of being negative because being negative on the internet is a popular thing to do i think a lot of times people will just grab a hold of that and just you know stick to it and be like yeah that game is so bad have you ever played it yeah i played it for like five minutes it's just the worst game i've ever played so you you didn't play it is the thing you didn't even give it a chance at that point. Five minutes, you're not going to get it. That's not even giving it a chance, honestly. Uh, in the Game Boy version, that's just beating the game. But um, I think that's where a lot of that negative, you know, that a lot of that negative review comes in. And it's, it's kind of a shame because, like, you look at it and, like, these magazines highly praise it, you know, right off the get-go. Right get and then when the internet comes out, let's say, you know, 97... 2000 and moving forward where we have access to now forums we have access to video reviews we have access to a plethora of information about the game and all of a sudden like people are now like yeah this game's not very good this game is bad this game sucks this game's awful da, 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 da. it's like sorry that it's not you know uh insert popular fighting game here it's it's a, an average mediocre fighting game it's not mortal kombat it's not street fighter it doesn't try to be mortal kombat it doesn't try to be street fighter it tries to be a fighting genre game and it succeeds in my opinion so i think the negative perception of the game is very fluffed up and unneeded is there criticisms to the game absolutely i have a lot of criticisms to this game um that i i have written out that i've never published is there a lot of is there a lot of pros to this game? Is there a lot of fun things in this game? Absolutely. Um, like I said, like I joked earlier that this is my favorite Game Boy game. I would honestly rank this into my top twenty Game Boy games of all out of the two hundred Game Boy games I have played for Game Boy Adventure. This would rank in the top twenty so far. I actually really enjoy Shaq Fu. I think it's actually a quite a fun fighting game, and I'm not a fighting genre fan to begin with. Um, I think the concept is hilarious. I think it's actually kind of funny to play a Shaquille O'Neal beating up people. Um, and I overall think that if you have a chance to play this game, actually sit down and give it a chance. You might enjoy it. Uh, whether it be the SNES, the Genesis, the Game Gear, the Game Boy, or the Amiga version, sit down and play it and try it. Hell, even sit down and beat it. You know, Even if you don't like it, beat the game. You still get that sense of accomplishment. There are good, good and bad things to the game, just like every video game out there. The game is not going to be for everyone. I understand that too. So just give it a chance. Maybe you will like it. Five minutes is not giving it a chance. So anyway, enough of that rant. When we come back, we're going to talk about Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. And we're going to close this episode. Be right back. Shaq wasn't just a great basketball player, he was an outstanding rapper. His solo debut album, Shaq Diesel, went on to become a platinum record, and in 1994, Shaq Fu to return would make Shaq a gold-certified rapper. Shaq was a movie star, being the star of such great films like Kazam and Steel, but sadly no Oscars, um, 
and honestly, I think he was uh, screwed out of them in my opinion. Shaq would have the greatest gem in the video game industry named after him, which is Shaq Fu. And then in later years, Shaq Fu, a legendary born. Uh, Shaq Fu would obviously appear on the Game Boy, the SNES, the Genesis, and the Game Boy, and the Amiga, and should have achieved Nintendo's or Sega's bestseller award. Alright, and welcome back everybody with some more Shaq Fu here. This is a, a fairly long episode for a light, but you know what? It's worth it for Shaquille O'Neal. Um, so, in 2014, um, Indiegogo crowdfund campaign would start for a sequel to Shaq Fu. Not Shaq Fu 2. No, no. We're talking Shaq, we're talking Shaq Fu, a legend reborn. His funding goal was 450000 bucks, uh, bucks as in U.S. dollars. Um, and, if, and, and if achieved, the game creators of Big D's Productions promised that the game would release for consoles, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, a.k.a. Switch, uh, PS3, and Xbox 360. And the campaign ended in May 5th of 2014, and it exceeded its goal. Uh, we wanted 450000 and we got 473000 So uh, people wanted this Shaq Fu game, all right? Willing to put up almost half a million dollars for a Shaq Fu game. And upon sex- successfully being funded... Uh, there was a little significant word on its development status and release time, uh, which is bad when it comes to crowdfunding projects. Uh, in late 2016, the sequel's developers reported on Indiegogo that its development was nearly finished, but de- declined to put out a concrete release date, which I can actually applaud them for because if you look at a lot of AAA titles nowadays, they're like, We'll be releasing on November 24th of 2018. And then when that day comes and they release the game, it's broken as hell. And everyone poops on it because it's broken as hell. Um, so I do applaud them for not coming out with a concrete date right away. But, you know, release a concrete date closer to the finalization of development. Um, so over the month after Nintendo launched the Switch, a special trailer confirmed that a Legend Reborn would be available on the system. Uh, Saber Interactive also announced that it would offer free copies of the game to early adopters of the NBA Playgrounds game. Um, I'm not a sports game person. Um, NBA Playgrounds was a pretty alright game. I played it over at a friend's house before. And in early 2018, I'm talking like April, uh, it was confirmed that the game uh, was delayed due to an unexpected licensing issue, uh, which required some reworking, which is going to happen. Like, if you're... If you've played Shaq for a Legend Reborn, there's quite a bit of licensing stuff in that game. Uh, so it, it's, no, it's no surprise that that happened. Uh, the game was expected to come out in the second quarter of 2018. Um, and the Wii U, the PS3, and the Xbox 360 versions would get canceled, as they should have. Uh, because by then, in 2018, the PS4, the Xbox One, and now the Nintendo Switch have full hold into the actual market itself. Um, and Shaq Fu Reborn would come out on June 5th of 2018. A Legend Reborn features gameplay that is f- pretty different from Shaq Fu. And it's more of a beat-em-up style game than it is a uh, arcade style fighter. Uh, overall, I would say 
Shaq, Shaq Fu, Shaq Fu, a legend reborn, um, is it's actually pretty fun. I've beaten it three times. I have it for the Switch. Uh, it's it's a pretty fun game, uh, but it is very different uh, than it's than than the first Shaq Fu game. And on J- on June 29th of 2018, a DLC add-on titled Brock Fu: The Adventures of Dirty Barry. <laughs> was revealed uh which basically allowed you to um it allowed you to continue the story after you beat the game with Shaq to play as a fictionalized version of uh US President Barack Obama <laughs> and uh <laughs> it, it's fantastic and as you go as you play as Barack Obama uh, you go through France and outer space to defeat a fictional take on Kanye West. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it is fantastic. And if you play the game on, if you play Shaq Fu and Legend Reborn on PC, um, there are mods for the PC version that allows you to play a Shaq and Barack and individual camp and Barack Obama through individual campaigns for the respected characters. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my take on Shaq Fu. Uh, like I said, this is a lengthy episode. I hope you guys do enjoy this episode. Uh, understand my, my love for these types of games. Like it's not just Shaq Fu. Uh, you know, I do like Shaq Fu, don't get me wrong, but it's not just like Shaq, it's not just Shaq Fu, it's, um, games that are unpopular and are negatively criticized for almost no reason whatsoever. Um, those are my, my favorite types of games is those games that people deem awful, but yet those people have never played a video game in their life. They play the game from 2017 that they can sit and play for eight hours because they handheld them through the entire campaign. Uh, it's just things like that that irk me and motivate me to show the world and tell the world why the game isn't as bad as everyone says it is. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, events coming up. That we have, uh, obviously, by the time this episode is released, AGDQ would have already happened. Um, so, congratulations to the runners. Um, good job doing your doing your thing on stage in front of thousands and millions of people. And congratulations on the X amount of money earned for Cancer Prevention Foundation. Uh, coming up, we do have a Midwest Speed Fest speedrunning event, um, which I believe uh, submissions are going to be ending soon after this after this episode is released, uh, and will be coming and it will be starting in sometime in February. So go to speedrun.com, uh, Midwest Speed Fest, I think it is, or uh, reach out to Count Gooby on Twitter, Twitch. Uh, discord whichever and he'll give you some information on that as well uh typically the way that works is from 10 a.m to 10 p.m um those are all on-site runs and from 10 p.m to 10 a.m are all online runs so no you don't have to be part of the midwest and united states to run in this run in this marathon you can be from anywhere in the world so 
please feel free to submit to that. It's a fa- they're fantastic organizers. I, I can't say enough good things about them. Uh, I'll say that I, I don't know of any other marathons right off the get-go. Obviously, you're going to have SGDQ sometime in the summer, and those submissions are going to open up sometime in March or April. So be prepared for that if you're going to submit to um, GDQ. Then you obviously have ESA in the summertime as well. RPG Limit Break sometime in May or June. Uh, Cal- Calithon, I, I don't remember when Calithon falls in, but you know that'll be a thing as well. Uh, so, uh, just keep your eyes open on Twitter, um, uh, discords, whatever else there is out there in the world for event organization, speed gaming, like they probably, they, they'll have something, uh, tiny 10, number nine will probably come out in April. Yell at Mo about that. Um, yeah, just keep your eyes open in discord, Twitter, Twitch, talk to a friend, go outside. I don't know. There's plenty of ways to figure it out. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you all again for listening to This Is Game Boy. I was told recently that we hit 1,000 listens. And by recently, I mean like a couple weeks ago. And when this episode comes out, like a month ago, that we hit 1,000 listens total on SoundCloud, which blows my mind. I honestly didn't think from the time we started in, I think it was May, to now, I wouldn't ever expect it to hit over a thousand listens, at least not this early on in our podcasting um, life. So, uh, thank you all for that. Super, super appreciated. So, yeah, let's uh, let's close out here. We got. Uh, I'll shout out my co-host uh, Mula. Uh, you can find him on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter uh, at Mula M O E L L E. Or M O E L L E U H. Uh, I think he. I think he has. I don't. I think he uses the E U H on everything. But yeah. Um. Obviously, my uh, my not just mine. Our fantastic producer, Sprinty Legs. Um. You can find her on Twitch, Discord, YouTube, Twitter. Um. And it's just at Sprinty Legs. Um. And you can find me, not at eBloodyCandy, but you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Discord, um, at Belthick Gaming, B-E-L-T-H-I-C. Uh, my YouTube isn't Belthick Gaming yet. Um, I had to completely remake my YouTube account, um, so I'm in that uh, period where I don't get to brand my YouTube at all. Uh, but you can still go check out eBloody Candy for my YouTube, and all of my Game Boy playthroughs are on there as well. With that, thank you all for listening. Peace.
Alright, so we got check facts. <laughs> check facts. Alright. Check 